0: And if you want to give it to me, girl, make yourself seen. I'll be waiting. I love you. Oh, man. Getting down to some LL Cool J, man. LL from uh, Circa 85 with I Need Love. We've been uh, watching the video here in the studio, man. Abe, that was... uh that's, that's beautiful right there, man. That's, uh, you know, the bygone era of how rappers used to talk to women. Uh, we're just... This is so interesting, man, because this started this week on my Tuesday little spot on Jamie's show, because I played some Slick Rick. Right. And Slick Rick had a song, uh, Treat Her Like a Prostitute, which back then in 88 was like, oh my... what? Yeah, that was misogynist, like... Misogynist, horrible... The height wolf. of rapper misogyny back then. Yeah. And it was and it was playful. I mean, uh, listen, I'm I mean, like tame compared oh to what we're and about today, to talk about. Yeah. And today, it's it's kind of it's kind of neck level, man. And um, rape culture. Uh, rape culture. Has, do, yeah. This has been this has been a big uh, part of some of the stuff that we talked about on the show. Uh, and and obviously, it's been a kind of critical consciousness of, of New Zealand around uh, roastbusters and the rest. And you know, some of the I don't want to call it a moral panic. Um, but some of the uh, impetus for getting on top of rape culture has seen the hip-hop uh, supergroup, I don't want to call them a supergroup, whatever, uh, Our Future, banned from entering uh, these shores for a show. Uh, for but the only the as show. a
1: group, not, not if they were to come individually, apparently.
0: Right, because that's less of a pack-rape. Uh, kind of potentiality I don't know what. interestingly
1: I mean what appears to have happened is a um, sort of anti-rape culture lobby group in Australia that's had uh, sort of a public Twitter feud with Odd Future and been subjected to some Pretty horrific, you can imagine, online, right? you know, cyberbullying from fans threatening to rape and whatnot. And uh, they wrote letters or made phone calls to the right people within the Auckland events promotion uh, thing and said, so you know, was, is who? this what you want to look like?
0: Wow. So who was the, uh, excuse me. Who pressured the Auckland City Council?
1: Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the group. Um, it's easy enough to find in some of the articles. The woman has been quoted. Uh, it's I think she's based in Melbourne or Sydney. It's an Australian okay. woman. Yeah. So like feminist group, yeah.
0: And, and so it is kind of like, uh, this is what happens when we do politics by trolling, basically. Uh, or politics by Twitter. It just becomes one kind of... Well, it's
1: interesting because it seems like immigration New Zealand like specifically intervened as well. So, um like they're the ones who made the final decision. So, it's not clear how that fed up the chain, but and, um and it's
0: very this this thing about kind of uh sorry, the the legal mechanism to prohibit entry into this country. I mean, if you were convicted of of felony or certain crimes and all the rest of it, you know, that kind of border protection every country has. But this kind of public interest, I forget the direct, um, the quote is like, you know, something out of, uh, you know, the anti-rap moral panics of the late 80s and early 1990s in the U.S. Like it was kind of, you know, we got to protect our children from these thugs. I well, mean, yeah, and back
1: then, as we were saying, off air, it was two live crew. And you listen to what they're talking about. That's nothing compared to and, shoving people in an alley. and you know.
0: Yeah, so two live crew back then was, you know, it was hysterical. And, um, you know what? That seems pretty kind of par for the course, strip club music now. Tame. Really. Tame. Um, so let's talk about our future. Let me get this out front. I think they, well, whatever. No, should I be as, you know, I think they're whack, man. I really don't like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge hip-hop head. And I'm kind of disheartened that that's what alternative hip-hop or underground hip-hop is today in this day and age. Like, I think they've got some kind of weird hipster market quite down. It's very dark, um and 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 the 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 lyrically the portraits are very kind of grim suicidal all of these kind of different currents of kind of pathological thought and rape encompasses that so you could say I think the best defense you could make and I don't know if I would make it was that this is portrait of deepest darkest pathological whatever and that's where their talk about rape and murder and all the rest of it comes in as a kind of poetic exercise um not my cup of tea, and i'm I'm just surprised um, how big a following they have and and also just you know this is kind of like this is the hipster hip hop crew as far as I see it, like the kind of millennial millennial kind of hip hop and it's just so devoid of any kind of message man i mean and when i use the word the message like you know grandmaster flash the message hip-hop is about coming from a certain kind of you know neighborhood the other side of town other side of the tracks and either representing where you come from and kind of sticking that in the face of white middle class you know uh dominant white culture or coming with a real hard political message f the police you name it now our future is totally, utterly devoid of anything like that. So for me I I don't have any time for that. Well it's interesting because um
1: the, the reason stated in uh, the Immigration New Zealand statement actually banning them uh, was talking about an incident where there was a riot and a police officer was injured at oh, one of their right. shows. Right. But it turns out that that was actually like a signing at a comic book store in Boston. Yeah. And it wasn't actually a riot, but a, um, you know a lot of fans were upset at the amount of time it was taking to get into the store so right. some media sources described it as a near riot well, actually, that, this and a police officer was injured uh-huh. from slipping and falling over yeah, yeah. so it's a little bit uh, disingenuous
0: yeah and sorry just to, to back it up like i mean i support their right to not be vilified as hip-hoppers and it is very easy to marginalize you know uh, young black men hip-hoppers as you know, a threat to society, all the rest of it. And this goes on, like, so what you've described is nothing, but it gets m- it caught up in the kind of New York, sorry, New York Post was one of these rags that would uh, consistently, you know, write crap about public enemy in, a, in an attempt to kind of make these guys look like thugs. And again, uh, thug is the kind of new pseudonym for the Edward these days. Like yeah, that's thug, what they say. yeah. Thug is the new Edward. With the
1: Richard Sherman thing. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, like, I definitely get that that's what's happening. It's very easy to marginalize well, hip-hoppers as, you know, Yeah, I mean, society. it's
1: interesting, like, I I didn't really know about them, like, oh, I really? haven't heard enough of them. We, we played to be quite a, a lot. Yeah, we, I, I know we, that yeah. I have heard it, but I didn't know it was them or whatever, but I mean, like, on Overgrown, I always try to Consciously avoid, um, you know, songs with overly misogynist lyrics. But Word. you know, in the dance hall and hip hop genres, sometimes it's quite quite difficult. Or you know, unless you've really thoroughly hey, listened that, to the song. Don't play that.
0: There's that song. Sizzla has a song about Bati Boys that is well, just. Well, yeah, I'm. I mean,
1: I'm not talking about worst. homophobia. Even we're yeah. just talking about misogyny. Homopho-
0: yeah. Purging the misogyny is hard
1: enough. Purging yeah. the homophobia would be. Yet another. You know uh,
0: let me let me say something. Uh, let me go back. I I did play a Sean Price song called "I Love You, Bitch." That's the name of the song. I'm just saying the name of the song. And it has, it, it is it is actually a quite a touching love song. Even though, by the book, it is reasonably, you know, it says some offensive things. But it is it is truly a touching love song. And even you know, B.I.G.'s just me and my bitch again uses the word that we don't like to use I don't like to call anyone that word nevertheless it is a truly touching love song but we're talking about something different with uh,
1: Yeah well and like I don't think they should be banned from entering or of performing course not. but of course I not. I wholeheartedly support the right of any group to try to boycott them or spread the message you know and and that's what should ha- like Agreed. if you don't like the lyrics you know don't listen to it Uh, definitely spread the word that these people are, you know, representing something that, you know, is morally reprehensible in your viewpoint. And if other people believe that and hear what you're saying, then they'll come on board as well. But you can't force them or somehow censor or blinder them from... And and the whole thing with rape culture, I mean, purging rape culture from hip-hop culture... Is about the hardest thing you could possibly do. I mean, rape culture, purging it from society as a whole. Where do you think the roastbusters are? Are modeling this behavior after? Who are they looking up to when they want to degrade these women? It's the rap videos. I mean, this is like what the moral panic says. But here's an actual concrete example. But let me tell you about, happening. And,
0: and here's what I would say about hip hop culture. I mean, and and dating back to so. Uh, Record record labels are owned predominantly by you know and and shout out to Russell Simmons predominantly by white men who make decisions about what their affluent white middle class consumers will want. Now in the 70s we made uh, Hollywood made black exploitation flicks with a lot of TNA and violence and all that stuff that that people white middle class people wanted to consume but weren't so comfortable. Uh, seeing in a kind of white context, if you know what I mean, um, so it was let's let black bodies do what we secretly fantasize about doing, and let's promote that aspect of the culture now, hip hop culture in and of itself, again, let's just say, an extension of that really well no, no, no no, 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 i want let's go back run DMC S- I mean slick Rick, Sugar Hill gang. KRS-One, show me demonstrably that these guys are rape culture guys any more so than the broader culture, I would argue, maybe even less. So this is about record executives saying, here's what I want to sell. I want to sell Bitches Ain't Shit But Hoes and Tricks because my white audience will... Right. Well, I, it's up. like
1: a new iteration. The same executives that were pushing black exploitation when the hip hop exactly. bandwagon came along, they recognized it and they've now transmuted it into that same. Exactly. Vehicle.
0: And so the way that that sells is about this perverse scenario of exploiting black bodies to fulfill kind of latent misogynistic, you know, uh, within the broader culture. So, yes what is uh, distributed as rap hip-hop culture in the mainstream is incredibly misogynistic late and full of rape culture, but no, not more so than it just in playing that part about broader yeah. misogyny in the... Maybe
1: th- a little bit more. Specifically the Odd Future lyrics that were quoted oh, yeah. in the letter to oh, the Auckland damn. Council damn. by damn. this lobby group. Pretty shocking. But I mean, I like to think of it, you know, when you think about, like, say censorship or boycotts or how fans react and this, this interplay of, of how, how should it play out in a properly, um, you know, critical thinking, deliberative, transparent way. Well, think of if like a white hip hop group had some racist lyrics that was just you know n words everywhere kill them all that sort of stuff like describing lynchings Mm -hmm. they would obviously be allowed to do that but no one would react very well no one would go to their shows they'd be roundly criticized in the media and you know it would sort of play out in that way now we're not quite there with public consciousness to to make that leap to rape culture but if you think about it it's it's equally reprehensible and should probably be treated in that same way.
0: Right. And and again, this is where I don't understand about uh, Odd Future's following. And I know I, I've seen uh, a lot of female DJs that really dig that stuff. And I'm like. Oh, they have
1: collaborations with you know
0: young white female
1: rappers uh, and
0: and, and um, I the the way this has gotten a following I'm not quite sure and that it would get such a broad kind of following in broader alternative culture like you know Vice magazine and all the yeah, rest see, of the yeah
1: see I only know about them because like I know that they're supposed to be cool for hipsters like yeah. of all the well, media well they they you are see, hipster hip hop like the the top
0: par excellence mm. and and the way it is so devoid of a message it just is uh doesn't give me great kind of hope and optimism about where we are as a culture, but I sound like an old man now, so I'll stop.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. But then, you know, New Zealand banning them. This is the funny thing. Oh, New yeah. Zealand's tourism marketing is now all about how much hipster cred we have, okay. and they've banned this top band. I mean, I'm promoting the hashtag Hipster Paradox.
0: Yes, um, and it's a good one. Um, but listen, I could not do a Love Song show... Without some ghost face. So I'm going to give you your dose of ghosts. This has been a uh, great conversation. Abe. Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. Happy, happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Jamie Green, Tom Tremune. I see y'all. Chris Armstrong. Boom. And everybody else. Love y'all. I
1: heard voice
0: just fell I heart heart Because I, I hadn't heard that voice in such a long time.